Welcome to the very first Cavoodle specific podcast, focusing on raising Cavoodles in particular. I'm your host, Tiana Karamayas, a Cavoodle breeder and coach with over 14 years of combined experience raising Cavoodles and working within the health, grooming and training sectors of the small animal industry. As a coach, my philosophy is simple. A Cavoodle should always complement your lifestyle, never complicate it. If you're interested in achieving this with your puppy, then this podcast is for you. Do you have a new Cavoodle or are you thinking of getting one soon? Join my email list by the link in the show notes or at tianacaramayas.com slash essentials for free access to my Cavoodle Essential ebook, including a new Cavoodle shopping list and a socialization guide. By joining the list, you'll also receive bite-sized tips and advice about raising Cavoodles delivered straight into your inbox each week. Remember to hit the follow button to never miss an episode and also follow me on Instagram at Tiana Karamayas for more tips and advice about raising Cavoodles. Hello, welcome back to episode 42 of the Cavoodle Coach podcast. My name is Tiana Karamayas and I'm your host. Okay, so today is my final episode in my mini-series where I've been stepping you through what I do as a Cavoodle breeder with a litter of Cavoodle puppies. So this week the puppies are eight weeks old and next week they are leaving for their forever homes, which is, I can't believe it, I mean... It flies by so quickly and the puppies have grown so quickly, so fast, they've gotten so big and I just, I can't believe it's almost go home day already. It makes, it's very bittersweet. I I always get really sad saying goodbye, but then I'm also filled with so much joy because I can see how much happiness they bring their new families, but you know, they always, they have a little special place in my heart, so Anyway, it's bittersweet, but in today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through what I am doing in the last week leading up to the puppies go home day. And then we're going to talk about what to do if you are going to have a Cavoodle puppy or just a Cavoodle in an apartment. I got a message from one of my lovely followers and she asked me for some tips. So I'm going to provide them for you. Alrighty. So the puppies this week. It's busy. I'm not going to lie to you. For the past two weeks, we have been doing training. Well, we, by we, I mean me. I have been doing training with the puppies three times a day individually. So at each meal, I am training each puppy and the sort of exercises they are learning is their name, sit, down, stay, recall, leave it. We're moving on to loose lead walking today. Um, They're also going to learn gentle. They're going to learn Oh, I've had a mental blank. I have an entire list of exercises. Pretty much anything the puppies would learn in puppy school, I teach them, plus some extra really handy exercises such as place. And what I do with place is I teach the puppies to go onto their bed or onto their mat when you say place. And that way, when people come to the front door, what you can do is tell your dog to go onto their place or their mat. And then they sit on their mat until you let the people in. And it's And this just stops the puppy from firstly running out in the street or secondly, jumping all over your visitors. So it's a really handy uh, exercise to teach them. And yeah, that's just one of the most important ones that they learn as well as leave it. Leave it is so important for a puppy to learn. If they understand what to do when we say leave it, it means your toes won't be chewed. It means your curtains won't be pulled. It means you can keep all your power cords out and they won't be touched. So it's just really, really handy. So For the puppies, training three times a day. Tonight, they're going to be 
zipped inside of their crate for the first time. So up until now, they have been sleeping in their crates unzipped. Um, but tonight we are going to be zipping those crates up. I am able, the way that I am able to tell that they're ready to have their crates zipped up is for the past five mornings, there haven't been any poos on their patch of grass in their weaning pen um, in the morning. This means the puppies are pretty much sleeping all through the night and not getting up to go to the toilet, which means they are ready to hopefully sleep all night in their crate without waking up. So that's on tonight's to-do list. Other than that, we are doing baths weekly. We are doing face trims and bottom trims weekly, nail trims weekly, weights weekly. Um, I'm also... Um, doing a lot of desensitization for them, both with sounds and visual uh, objects. So as the puppies reach eight weeks old, they move into a fear period. And this is where they can be a bit fearful of things they were usually or previously comfortable with. So we have to spend extra time making sure everything in their environment is very positive. And then as well as that, we need to then re-show them all of the things they could be scared of, such as the vacuum cleaner, such as a lawnmower, such as a leaf blower. So I'm spending a lot of time with them doing that, individual time especially, making sure each puppy is really comfortable with everything. Uh, and then a lot of my time this week is all about prepping the families for the arrival of their new puppies. So with this, I jump onto a Zoom call with each family for about two hours. I have an entire presentation that I go through with them. This is covering absolutely everything they might, every single question they might have about raising a cavoodle. So I go through the health, the training, the behavior, the body language. I go through food, vaccinations, parasite control, pet insurance, literally anything you could think of, I go through. And I actually use the exact same program that I do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I give this to the families in my litters. So I go through two hours with each family. I send them, I email them a booklet with all of the information written down. It's about a hundred pages. Not going to lie, it's quite long. They can, it can be a little bit overwhelming, which is why I do that two hour Zoom call with them. And then what I do is I'm available. We chat every day. They ask me questions. What should I buy here? How can I make the puppy feel comfortable on the car ride home? Whatever questions they have, they ask me and I am in contact with them every day. We schedule other calls if necessary, if they have more questions. Um, and it's all about just making sure I am helping them feel as equipped as possible for this transition and making sure the puppies are as ready as they can be. And to be honest, these puppies, they are so advanced. The level of training they have achieved in a short period of time is incredible and they are ready to go to the new homes today. But I am going to hold on to them for another week just so I can do more training with them. Um, but I really believe they're going to transition beautifully into their new homes. And if it's anything like my last litter, there'll be no problems at all. They'll sleep through the night. They'll be toilet trained um, and they will just be very quiet and calm dogs, which is my goal when I am breeding. Uh, so apart from that, that is about all I'm doing with the puppies this week, just focusing on that training um, and preparing their families for their arrival. Next week on Go Home Day, I will give the families the puppy packs and all of the items in the puppy packs. I pack in there all of the essentials. So things like a toy basket, their crate, uh, food, parasite control, toys, enrichment toys, lead collar, harness, poo bag holder. I include all of that in the puppy pack. That way, the only thing the families need to buy is an extra bed if they want an extra bed or some extra toys if they want extra toys. So I give those to the families. Uh, and then 
Oh, another thing that I have to do this week is I need to be recording all of the information on the litter. As a breeder, you need to keep very careful records of the litter that you have for, I think, 10 years. So I have to record everything, where the puppies are going to, what their microchips are, their new family's addresses. I have to have it all recorded and put in a book um, and then saved backed up uh, just so I can make sure that if I ever get audited as a breeder, I can prove um, that I am not a backyard breeder or a puppy farm, which definitely am not. They are raised in my home with lots of love um, and all of my attention, but you have to do that anyway, just as a breeder. All right. So that's what's happening with my Cavoodle puppies this week. Uh, The next episode that you hear from me, I think they might be gone, which is going to be very very sad. If you haven't already, make sure you go across to my Instagram at Tiana Karamayas or at Cavoodle Coach and follow me on there and you can see the puppies in the last week. I post lots of videos of them. I'm actually going to be uploading a few reels this week showing you, showing my followers how I do my handling exercises on them, how I wash them and how I train them. So that's really interesting. If you are thinking that possibly in the future you might want a Cavoodle puppy from me or maybe you're just looking at what breeders can achieve with puppies at this age, definitely go onto my Instagram and have a look at that. Okay, so puppies aside, let's talk about tips for having your puppy in an apartment. So apartment living for Cavoodles, they are very well suited to apartments. Just in general, this is a great breed for apartments. I had a puppy from my last litter go into an apartment. He transitioned perfectly. He had no troubles with toilet training. Um, and I have three puppies from my current litter who are also going to apartments slash townhouses. So it's very common and it works very well, but there are a few things you need to keep in mind. Number one, for the toilet training, you need to have a patch of grass or some fake grass and you need to keep it in the same spot. And from the second you bring your puppy home, you need to be toilet training them to this spot. I do recommend placing it on your balcony with a doggy door just so you don't have the smell inside your house. Um, but just like you would be in a normal house, you have to be taking your puppy to that little patch of grass every day, every 30 minutes, every time they eat, sleep, drink, or every time they are wandering around the house doing nothing, take them out to the toilet. The next thing you need to consider is where they're going to sleep. I, as you know, always recommend crate training. Crate training is incredible. If you're in an apartment and you have a lot of carpet everywhere and you want to make sure that your puppy isn't having any accidents on your carpet during the night, crate training will save the day. You will be able to sleep more peacefully knowing your puppy's not wandering around on that carpet and your puppy will have a bedroom where they feel so safe and secure. So definitely carefully consider where your puppy's going to sleep and definitely consider crate training. I have quite a few episodes on crate training. So if you want to hear more, just scroll back through. I can't remember the exact number. It was one of the earlier episodes and it'll be labeled something about crate training. The next little tip that I have is, again, if you're in an apartment or a townhouse, and this also applies for a normal house, if you have carpet in some rooms, definitely close the doors or get some baby gates and section these rooms off. If not, I guarantee your puppy is going to be much more likely to have an accident on your carpet rather than the tiles or the floorboards. And this is because if you were to compare puppy pads to carpet, it feels the exact same. And if you were going to compare grass to carpet and floorboards, 
carpet will feel more like grass. So if you have carpet, block it off. Your puppy does not need access to that. Uh, And your puppy does not need access to the whole apartment either. If your puppy sees the whole apartment and then you try to keep them out on the balcony, they'll know that your bedroom exists. They'll know that you've gone into the bedroom and they will cry to come to the bedroom with you. Whereas if you never show them the bedroom, they won't know about this. And this makes them feel a little bit more content uh, being outside on that balcony rather than sitting there crying because they want to go and follow you to the bedroom again. The last little tip I have is you really need to focus on mental enrichment and also physical enrichment a lot more when you're in an apartment. Obviously, you won't have a backyard for your puppy to explore and to run around in, and it's a little bit harder to play games like fetch with a puppy when it's not outside. So what you need to do is you need to make sure you are incorporating mental enrichment into each mealtime. You also need to make sure you are taking your puppy for at least one walk each day. I usually recommend if you are going to be working all day or you're going to be working at an office all day and not from home, definitely get your puppy out of the apartment, go for a walk in the morning, and then once you get home from work again, go for another walk. And make sure it's not the same path. Take them one way in the morning and somewhere else in the afternoon. Take them to explore. Take them to see the world. That way they are seeing new things, smelling new things, And when they are seeing and smelling new things, their brain is working, their brain is processing, and that is tiring them out. Whereas if you keep your puppy in your apartment all day long, I guarantee they're going to go stir crazy. It's like if you were going to stay indoors all day, every day, it would just feel like a jail. You would feel trapped and you'd start to get antsy and then you'd start to get all this pent up energy. And when puppies get pent up energy, if they don't have anywhere appropriate to get rid of this energy, what they start to do is they start to dig, they start to chew, they start to bark, they start to cry. So those behavioral issues will start to arise if your puppy isn't getting that proper mental and physical enrichment and getting out of the apartment. But again, apartment living for Cavoodles is perfect. They don't need a massive backyard to run in all day, but they do need to think, you do need need to make sure their brain is being used every single day and that their routine in terms of their enrichment is being changed up. Puppies, cavoodles in general, they're very, very smart because they are half poodle. And if you've never met a poodle before, let me tell you, these dogs understand English. I don't know how, but I promise you they do. My dog, I have a dog called Max. He's a poodle. This little boy understands every word I say. I haven't even taught him but he knows. So a Cavoodle is half poodle and they are so intelligent. So you need to make sure you are helping them learn and think every day. So those are my few little tips for apartments. It's definitely possible. Don't let living in an apartment turn you off having a Cavoodle. Just make sure you have the time in your day where you can take them out of the house, take them to explore, take them on walks, and then make sure you have quite a few mental enrichment games and puzzles and toys up your sleeve to help them be entertained during the day. Alrighty, so that's it for today's episode. It was quite a long one. Welcome back. I forgot to say it before, but Happy New Year. I know I said it in an earlier episode, but those episodes were recorded before Christmas. So really, this feels like my first episode back since the New Year. So Happy New Year. I hope you had a lovely Christmas. I know I did. It was full of puppies, which was amazing. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, because I am now going to be uploading my podcast episodes on YouTube, in the background, you'll see Nessie 
lying behind me. Nessie is the mum of my current litter of Cavoodles and she's gorgeous. She's the love of my life and I just wanted to point her out if you're watching on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I'm also currently filming a day in the life of a breeder with eight Cavoodles. So if you like YouTube and you want to see behind the scenes of my life, also go across to my YouTube channel at Tiana Karamayas. Across all platforms, my handle is the same. It's just my name. Okay, so if you haven't already, please make sure you follow this podcast and hit that follow button. So if you're on Spotify, hit follow. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, hit the plus button. If you also haven't already, I would love a review and a rating from you. I love to hear from you. If you do leave a review, I promise I will see it and I will love it. And I just love to hear your thoughts on this podcast and what you want to hear more of this year and what you want to learn when it comes to raising cavoodles. And also, again, please feel free to go over onto Instagram and follow me at Tiana Karamayas to see my puppies. I'm very proud of them. If you didn't pick up on that already, I'm just, I'm so proud of their training and what they have learned so far. So go right on one of the videos and say, I've come from the podcast. I love the puppies and I'm just, I'll be so happy to hear from you. All right. That's it for today's episode. I will see you in the next one. This has been your Cavoodle coach, Tiana Karamayas. See you later. Mm-hmm.